Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Vibrant Millie. It is Friday, April 15th, 2022. Um, next Saturday, not Saturday tomorrow, but the one after is my birthday. Tomorrow, though, is a full moon. Apparently it's in Libra. Oh my gosh. I, I am just a little overwhelmed. I, uh... My period was late a little bit, um, and then when I I kind of thought it was just gonna sync up with the full moon kind of thing because sometimes it does that. Um, it was getting shorter on a shorter cycle, um, and uh, fucking so I was really getting used to like, you know, the rage hormones before actually getting my period. And, um, I didn't really experience that beforehand until, well, this morning. And, um, yeah, it's not fun. It's really not fun. Like, um, for any of you who, um, don't get rage hormones, you know, I, I never used to really deal with them. You know, like, I get, you know, maybe a little hot and flustered, and maybe I didn't fully see what it was, but because I've, um, learned to relax so much more in my life, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a whole other experience. I woke up this morning, I somehow didn't get anything on the bed, but I woke up to, I know this is TMI, but I woke up to a waterfall between my legs, and... It just came yesterday, like, my period just started yesterday, and fucking, so I'm, like, half asleep, I fucking, like, jump in the shower, fucking, you know, just do that kind of shit, my face is swollen, just from allergies, and I should have put the fan in there last night to help flow and circulate, and just, it's just, it's shit, (laughs) and, uh, I just ran out of, uh, lady things yesterday, and I just, I was planning on getting some today, but, uh, after I woke up, I was still doing kind of decent, and then I went to make breakfast, and, I mean, it wasn't the healthiest breakfast, um, I'm kind of on a really tight budget right now, um, and, uh, so it's, like, one of those, like, microwavable meals, like the little ones in boxes, kind of, like, I don't know, but it was actually looking really good, like, I even put real cheese in there, and I was getting excited, and I was fucking hungry, and I'm fucking, I pull it out of the fucking microwave, and I'm trying to take, like, the top of the fucking thing off, because, like, you peel it, and fucking it drops off the counter, and all over the floor, and... I was just so angry and so upset. Um, and then that's that's the one thing that, like, this is kind of why I want to talk about it, is this is the one thing that can become very frustrating. Um, and I think, like, before I really understood that and I mellowed out the rest of my life, I wasn't able to see how much, like, this hormonal rage ties into, like, a lot of the negative thinking I had about myself and stuff. Because, you know, my brain is, like, pissed off, right? I'm so angry. I'm like, fuck this. Like, oh, my God. Like, you know what? Fuck it. (laughs) And then I cleaned it up, and I was cleaning up the floor, and I was putting, 
in a garbage bag, and of course, I'm just, like, livid, because I'm, like, fuck, like, I, you know, I don't really have enough to replace it right now, and just, I was, like, you know, I can't, like, I just can't, and then I, uh, I went into the bathroom to wash my hands, because they were covered in lasagna, and fucking, of course, I look in the mirror, and I start picking myself apart, and I'm like, <laughs> my hair, my face, just everything, and I'm just like, no, no, like, I can't do this, right, and, uh, fucking, I just, I got really overwhelmed, and, uh, yeah, so, I just wanted to talk about that, because, especially, like I said, after calming down the rest of my life and really working on that, when this uh, hormonal rage comes up, it's so annoying because it's it's not something I can control, you know? At least when I'm angry and stuff, like, I can give myself space to vent or even with myself, like, allow myself to process and feel the anger and then it goes away. But when it's your hormones, just everything makes you want to rage. Like, even just sitting here, just my body, the way it feels, um, at least, like... And then the thing is, at least the nice thing is that, you know, normally it works out that I get this rage before my period and then it goes away when I get my period because, like, getting your period is a whole other fiasco because, honestly, don't get me wrong, I love it in the sense of, you know, I love my body, It's I'm proud of it, and one day I'm going to be able to hopefully have kids and, you know, but also at the same time, like, there's just so much that goes into it, like, like, fucking, because, like, also, like, you don't know how much you're gonna bleed, you know, sometimes it's more, like, last night before I went to bed, it wasn't that bad, so I thought I was gonna be fine, I wake up this morning, and, like, it was actually scaring me, because I've never had something like that happen before, and I've had to take iron twice, yesterday and today, because when I wake up, especially after you know, I just wake up and stuff, and, um, I just, like, if I I have really low iron, and it's just strange for me, you know, because, like, I was really in this whole cycle of really getting used to my period and feeling great, but, you know, I kind of knew it was gonna sync up with a full moon, which I don't mind, you know, and at least it's this weekend instead of next weekend on my birthday, that would have sucked, but, um, yeah, no, it was just before it was nicely synced up, or, like, you know, it was just, yeah, it's frustrating, um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk about it, like, because, like, I, I grew up, like, <laughs> all, the only, like, knowledge I got besides sex ed class was I'm not allowed to use tampons, and I'm only allowed to use pads, and I wasn't allowed to change that my pad that often because apparently it was too expensive even though they were fucking, you know, quote-unquote comfortable and shit, which is so fucked up, which I learned later on, but honestly, my favorite method is fucking paper towel. Uh, Paper towel is so much better, especially for me because, like, especially, um because the weather here has been so up and so down, it's been, like, really, really cold, like, it weirdly snowed a few days ago, like, while it was eight degrees, like, and then it's, like, 
freaking freaking really warm and that's really starting to mess with like my own internal temperature and then just mixed with the hormones and just like just everything and and like I'm not this isn't like a a whining rant I want to say that now this is a you know what like this is real talk and you know I'm gonna make sure that you know on the title it says this regarding periods and you know all that shit but Fuck, man, like, I, it's not talked about enough. Like, I <laughs> I went to the store, <laughs> and um, I, uh, I embarrassed myself a little bit. There was a girl at the counter, and I said, Hey, I know this is a little TMI, but do you have any, like, tips for, like, rage hormones? Because that's what I'm just going to call it, rage hormones. She looked at me kind of funny, didn't really say anything, and uh, then our interaction was done. But, um... You know, like, I just, like, it frustrates the fuck out of me because, like, you know, I feel like if I had, like, a group of girlfriends who I could be, like, oh, my God, guys, like, I'm feeling, like, raged out to the max. I feel like a werewolf. I feel like having girls who are friends who understand that to laugh about this kind of shit with would be dope. But also, at the same time, uh, it's kind of a, a difficult thing for me because, like, I don't fully like myself to be around people when I feel like this because like it I feel so out of control it's not like I'm like screaming from the rooftops you know like beating people up and slashing people's tires it's just you know especially like since like becoming more calm just in general you know what I mean like oh like It's so strange to me because, like, I'm so used to, like, being in fight or flight or being stressed out or being traumatized almost every single day. Um, And so my period came and then all that stuff happened. You know, it wasn't such a big difference. It was like, you know, I'm a little bit more bitchy. I can stand up for myself. But now that I've literally been relaxing and taking care of myself and, you know, not spending any time with people who cause drama, you know, not like, making sure that I balance myself and I don't overstimulate myself and that I'm not getting overwhelmed by people or situations and I'm able to remain relatively calm. That has been such a great thing for me. But the thing is, though, you know, this is probably my first period, um, in a while that I've been a rage monster. And and, I, and, I, and I'm really thinking, honestly, it has to do with the fact that I'm bleeding while it's happening, you know what I mean? Because that just adds a whole other problem, you know? Because then, you know, like, you know, a part of me feels kind of like me. Like, I feel a little bit dirty sometimes. It's not so much of, like, it's dirty, don't get me wrong, like, I, I, I love my body, I love, you know, the things it does, but to constantly, like, you know, have to keep, like, changing out a pad or, you know, something else, because, like, if you just sit there with yourself without anything, like, you know, I can do that at home, and I have things in place to not fuck up any furniture, but, like, even, like, a pad and shit, like, that's hot. Like, especially if um, your hormones make you warmer. Like, mine really do, honestly. Like, 
when I, especially when I get frustrated, that's how I know, like, it's connected to the rage hormones, because before I used to get, like, rageful on my period and stuff, like, I just used to, like, anytime, like, I would be just overwhelmed and shit, and, uh, I would just be, I, it would just be, like, this heat that would radiate from, like, the center of my body, like, my belly button, and then it would just, like, radiate out, like, freaking waves, and that's the thing, it's, like, um, it's just kind of like in the summertime, you know, that's the worst time for me to have my period, because it's just, it's just a gong show, you know, it's just, it's overwhelming, and, um, like, I'm really hoping to, um, go swimming a lot more this year, because that is a, um, healthy exercise for me that doesn't hurt my body too much, because, I fucking, I just, uh, I mean, like, it's just, it's difficult, right? Like, I'll go down to the wharf and stuff, and, you know, I I fucking love it down there. I love the walk, um, but especially on the way up, I've been having a lot of problems with my heart lately, um, and that's kind of making me nervous because, um, I don't know if it was, like, one of my tests that came back uh, recently, but my doctor is getting me to do, uh, echo, like, an echo test, basically, they're gonna ultrasound my heart and check to see how it's looking, um, I found out that I have, there's cardiomyopathy. I don't know how to properly say that, in my family, um, it's basically an enlarged heart, or something like that, and, uh, I've always had, like, heart palpitations, I've always had chest pain, and, uh, basically, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've been complaining about it for years, um, but they just told me it was nothing, or they told me it was stress, or all the shit that I'd been through, um, now, I'm, I'm hoping that it's gonna be okay, but, you know, it's just, it's just a whole other can of worms that I'm, I really don't want to open up for myself right now, because I can already see where that's going to go emotionally, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, I've got a lot going on, and like, I, I've been wanting to lose some more weight, it's something that I've been working towards, um, but especially over the winter time, I really stayed inside a lot, because um, I was just afraid of the world and stuff, and I just, like, I've noticed I've done that a lot in the last two years, I would say, is I've been inside more, either because I was terrified, you know, and even when I did go out, like, during the summertime, I'm walking around a lot and stuff, but, um, I love swimming, swimming is everything to me, like, swimming completely changes my life, it makes me so calm, so relaxed, like, I, it's the one time in my life, like, I feel free, you know, like, I'm not trapped inside my body, or, you know, all the pain I've gone through, and I just, uh, I really want to get into swimming, because I know doing that will help me lose some more weight, because that's another thing, is having big hips, and, you know, a little bit of a belly, and, I don't know, a bum, I don't know, it's just, like, for me, it's just, it's my body, right, like, and so just to, like, add, you know, sizes and stuff to it, like, whatever, 
But, like, one thing it can cause is the extra, like, fat around that area can make it, like, more heated. And, like, so I've always had, like, a fucking hot vagina and shit. And, uh, fucking, like, in the wintertime, like, there's steam and shit that'll come out of there, too. It's interesting, but it's not fun. It's really not fun. And... That is one of the things of having extra weight on my body is all the extra insulation. So, you know, one thing with these rage hormones is because it adds, like, the heat and stuff. I'm hoping that, you know, by losing some more weight and stuff, I'll be less hot, which will help so much. And just other things in life, like... um, I think when it comes to exercising and losing weight um, and stuff like that, like, I think it's really important to do, sorry about that, that was a garbage truck, Um, I think it's really important to be honest with yourself about, you know, what's best for you, because I've been told so much over my life, you gotta go to the gym, you gotta lift weights, you gotta do crunches, you gotta do squats, you gotta do all these other shit, and honestly, they're not comfortable for me, I have so many things, um, health-wise, structure-wise, just, like, with my, like, ligaments and shit, and, of course, probably would get better with time, um, But my biggest thing is, is I already have, like, a lot of physical pain, joint pain for, well, I'll be 25 next Saturday, you know. And one thing with swimming is it's low impact. And that, for me, is I could swim for hours, honestly. Fucking, I could swim for hours and hours and hours. Except for the ocean, because the ocean gives me anxiety that I'm going to get bitten by a shark or something. And I'm afraid of dark water. And, you know, one of the things is I've been trying to find someone to be a swimming buddy. I I really think that that would be really beneficial for me, honestly. Um, Just because, like, I love swimming. But it's just, it's weird to go to the pool by myself. Um, You know, like... I like, I like to still be a kid, you know, and I like to fucking swim around and do tricks and giggle and laugh and stuff, and it's just, it's very strange when you do that by yourself, um, cause, like, that's what happens to me when I go swimming is I'm instantly a little kid again, and I'm giggling and I'm laughing and I, and I just can't help it, you know, it just, it's such a euphoria for me to swim, and to be in the water, and, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, ever since I started smoking <laughs> at around 19 and stuff, uh, definitely holding my breath has gotten a little bit harder to do, but, you know, like, it's it's still, you know, something that I love, and, you know, it actually, I find when I do go swimming, you know, like, I, I lose, um, not, like, a super amount of weight, because I haven't gone swimming consistently consistently in a very long time, because I just haven't had anyone to go with, or 
Um, like when I first moved to this town, um, they had like they hadn't even finished renovating the pool here, and then it opened, and I got to go swimming once, and then COVID happened, and then I needed to have a vaccine to go swimming. So, um, yeah, apparently that's changed now, and I'm hoping to maybe go, but. Um, I just, like, I want to go with someone, you know, like, I, I want someone to swim with, you know, I mean, I know I could probably, like, find someone, or, like, put an ad out, or something like that, maybe, but, you know, like, I just, like, I don't want to be doing those things, you know, like, I, I mean, it's just so difficult, it, it's a lot of shit to think about, but, you know, I just, Sorry. Like I said, I um, I got rage hormones, so that you know, even though I'm not like full on like rah, you know, 24 hours, um, I'm still, I'm still a little more touchy with myself in the sense of like what I'm saying, and I got some massive brain fog today. It's just been an interesting day, but. I've been slowly working on getting my house in a way I like it. Uh, I have some uh, ideas with my outreach worker of things that we could do and stuff. I was thinking of for my patio and shit. I don't usually go out there because the fucking lunatic in 310, but... You know, I want to be able to sit on my patio, you know, like, even, even if fucking I have, like, someone that's losing his insanity that can, that's right there, um, but I was thinking about, uh, what's it called, oh yeah, the police and the stuff have gotten involved in, on that situation, and his actual flyer is up and stuff, I'm not sure if I'm, Gonna send out an email or not? Because I'm nervous. Because I don't want to lose my place. And my landlord told me not to get involved. Even though, you know, there was an incident where I've been told that the substance that he put on my lock was male ejaculation. Um, that seems to be the consensus from people. So, yeah. But... What I was saying before my brain got kind of lost on that is, um, I was, cause like, I have a, like a shorter balcony, like it's not that far out and it's kind of scary <laughs> cause it's on a little bit of a downward angle and I'm on the third floor and the railing is like below my hips and, uh, but I was thinking of getting like a, like a bench, you know, cause it's got the perfect spot and stuff and. I feel like that would be more comfy. It's just so frustrating because, you know, I have this, like, dude, like, right there that, like, he can already see into my apartment from inside of his apartment, and he's already done creepy shit that way, you know? And, like, so, like, to go out on my balcony, like, I have a bucket I've been sitting on out there just for a bit. But it's just so frustrating very very frustrating and 
it just it doesn't like irk me the way it used to you know like that's what I mean like about being calmer and shit like there's just so much going on in the world right now like even more than before and so much going on in people's individual lives as well and I just I kind of like tapped out you know like I, I wasn't really having anyone in my life that wanted to stick around for me or that was really interested in like a two-way friendship or whatever um so instead of like even thinking about all the other shit I've just been you know focusing on my own stuff and I really needed it and I'm not selfish I it's just time to take care of me, you know, like, I'm not gonna dish out my energy to anybody else unless if they're dishing it out to me equally, you know, like, I just, like, you know, there's a few people that, like, it was promising at first, but that's usually how it is, and, I mean, honestly, I, I don't really care anymore because, you know, it doesn't affect me like the way it used to, um, I just don't care, it is not that, like, I don't care about you as a person, I just, I don't, I just don't, I don't care to worry about if you're gonna reach out to me, or if you're gonna talk to me, or if we're friends, or, like, anything like that, I just don't care, I just don't care anymore, because, it's not even just, like, I know what I'm worth. It's just that I value my own company. I value, you know, um, the things that I do, the person that I am. And I'm a hell of a lot calmer when I just focus on my life and what's going on in my life and the things that I want to get accomplished. And, you know, it's just been, it's been really nice. It's been really, really relaxing. Um... You know, like, and I, and I don't yearn or, like, crave to have a romantic relationship or anyone that close in my life right now. Um, I realized that I came from, like, a lot of my past stuff and trauma and, you know, people leaving me and not having a family and literally being dumped off <laughs> in this earth and being passed around by strangers, like, my whole life. You know, like, it's just, it's been, it's been a different experience, and it's been my experience, and now I accept it, I accept what's happened, you know, I forgive the past, I, I don't so much forgive the people in a sense, I forgive their actions, to release myself but I still purely believe that all of them I just don't want them in my life and I'm so sorry for anybody else that has to deal with them but it's not my job it never was my job I didn't ask to be born I was here I'm here I've struggled I've been abused I've been passed off from one stranger to the next so much to the point that 
I got too comfortable with strangers, and then I didn't understand the danger of strangers, because I just, I didn't even get the option to choose the strangers I encountered, and the strangers that were my parental guardians, and I just, I've taken all that power back, and all that understanding, and, you know, I understand the type of parents that I should have had, and I understand the safety and the support that should have been there that wasn't, and all this other stuff that I just, like, I was trying to look for it so much in other people because, you know, even though I was told that these people were going to do it, you know, they didn't do it, and of course, right, I was just a stranger, they're just a stranger, so, you know, a lot of them, if I didn't fit their agenda of what they wanted, then it didn't matter, I was just an object, I was just property, I was just someone, something, a child that just came into their lives, you know, they may have chosen me, but that's the thing, is like, I wasn't, I wasn't something to be bought, you know, adoption to me is a transaction, like, at the end of the day, they bought me and my sister, they paid someone money for us, you know, I, you know, like, even with my mom, who passed away, I mean, I feel like it would have been different, because it was just my mom, me, and my sister, and then before that, it was just my birth mom, you know, so I think with just that initial shit, it would have been tough, but I, I think I would have been okay, and I think I would have gone on and done God knows what beautiful things and crazy-ass things, um, whatever, schooling or, you know, all that shit, but, you know, when my mom died, from that moment on, like, my mom, like, who passed away? She was more my mom than the woman who gave birth to me. And so my mom, like, you know, even though she was in the process of adopting us, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't think, I think, I think it, I would have viewed it differently. You know, because, I mean, I look back and, yes, she wasn't perfect, but, you know, she rescued me and my sister from a horrible tragedy of what our fate could have been. And she gave us something different. She gave us something more beautiful. And, yes, you know, there was trauma that happened in that house, you know. But compared to what happened afterwards, I would have gladly taken that over everything else and you know because then after she died we lived with her sister and I'm not sure exactly how long we lived there it was under a year I would think and then the government took us out of her care and then put us in seven different foster homes all over the Penticton area. One was even just for one night. And then in the last foster home, they sold us 
to a couple in, um, what's it called, Surrey, a wealthy couple, they literally sold me and my sister to a wealthy couple who bought us, then moved us out there, you know, I I look back and I remember them kind of asking me if that's what I wanted, and I kind of wonder if, even if I'd said no, if it would have made a difference, you know, and And they were horrible people. Absolutely horrible people. They should have never had children. But that's what money can buy. Money can buy children. So it doesn't matter how horrible of a person you are. If you have just the right amount of money, you can buy a child. Or two. (laughs) And, you know, like, especially, like, living on my own and shit and going through all this shit and the bullshit I've dealt with here in this town and... You know, the attempted kidnappings and the fucking creepers and all that shit. You know, I can understand why I would be so scary. Or, you know, even the idea of being human trafficked and, like, kidnapped and thrown into, like, fucking sex slavery is fucking... I've already been bought and sold once. I just didn't realize it because it was under the umbrella term of being adopted. And the thing is, for me, is recently, over the last month or so, I started to find content on Instagram of other people who were adopted. And then, you know, me being Caucasian, like white, I don't even know the right term to use on that anymore. Like, it's it's very confusing. But what I want to say about that is, like, I went through what I went through. And... The more I've learned about the world, the more I've realized that people of different skin tones have faced different challenges that I could never imagine. And so for me, when I started learning about, you know, adoption and people's stories, I started understanding especially what children of other skin tones go through and that it's even more complicated you know like I I I don't know like I I hope this doesn't come off as insensitive but I mean fuck right like so I'm 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 white I don't please correct me if I'm wrong using these terms but you know for me I I have wavy thick hair and I have green eyes pale skin and probably the closest thing they had to worry about for me when it came to changing um, and really not changing, but honoring traditions of me and my race, I guess. I don't know, just me personally. Uh, you would only have to worry about potentially religion and potentially the way I eat. Um, but with someone of color, you know, there's so much more to that, like, um, like, I, like, I really, I really want to make sure that you guys know that I, I've tried to come to my own understanding of learning everybody's 
um, dialogue that they use for explaining um, these different subjects. I really apologize if I'm brutalizing this. I'm trying my best. That's why I really just want to focus in and make sure you know that. Um, what I'm saying is, I guess I could go into explaining more of what I was going to say. Um, oh, yes, that's what I was going to say. Um, you know, but there's like a, um, people of color and their different hairstyles and, you know, uh, different health stuff, I guess. Just genetics, I guess. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I should have stopped before I spoke on that. I just, like I said, I just really, I want to say this with as much, um, oh man, like, I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm just going to say, being the color of skin I am, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I really do. Honestly, don't get me wrong. I love it with the weight tattoos and stuff. That's been my thing. But honestly... I hate how much people of my skin tone have fucked it up for other people of different colors to the point where I'm so terrified of saying something wrong because I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, it's so hard to describe. I mean, I feel like it's just so hard for me to put into words because it pisses me off. Like, it, it really, really does. Like, you know, I think we're all beautiful. And, you know, I I just, like, I wish we could honor each other. You know, I wish we could honor and learn from each other. Like, for me, I've always, I've always been fascinated by myself. You know, the way my body works or the way my hair works. That's That's been a whole thing on its own. But... Um, you know, so for me, like, when I get to meet people from different places in the world, and they have different bodies and different genetics, and, you know, I I love to learn, you know, I love to learn, you know, I love to be open, and just, you know what I mean? Because we're all, at the end of the day, we are all one species, we are all human beings. Maybe there's some aliens among us, I don't know. But, you know, we're all one species, and I love each and every one of you the exact same. I mean, like, depending on our level of connectedness in the world and stuff, there's that. But even if I didn't meet everybody in this whole entire universe, I love them all. I love them for purely existing, even the ones that have long passed on generations back. Because, like, I just... I don't know, it's just so hard to put into words, but I just, like, I really want you guys to know that, like, I have a email in the description, and if there is any, um, words or anything, or anything like that, I- I'm hoping not to get roasted, because I, I am trying, um, but if you're someone that hears what I'm saying, and... Um, maybe I'm saying something incorrect or I'm not, maybe I don't fully understand the right way to say something. Um, please do let me know. I have a email in the description. Uh, oh man.
I can't think of it off the top of my hand, head, but it will be in the description below when I upload this. Um, but yeah, I just, I really want to open up that dialogue and, you know, I would, I would really appreciate it if it's not in like an aggressive or, um, way, just because for me, like I'm, I, for a very long time, have always preferred that, like, just tell me, you know, like, as shitty as it is, um, life can be, and the truth can be, I would rather know so that I can understand it, and then change or evaluate my behavior, or the words I say, because I understand that I'm not going to understand everything. I, I've kind of been in my own little trauma bubble for years, years, probably, you know, quite a long time. And I've probably, I'd say only been out of it for, I don't know how long, but it's been a very short while. And so for me, I, am just getting back out into the world and I'm starting to like kind of get back in into like uh you know like stuff that's going on in the world whether you know like COVID I didn't fully comprehend COVID until halfway through 2020 um because I was just so traumatized by life and I was just so stuck in that trauma that I just couldn't conceptualize um World War Three and the way everything, like, COVID kind of brought me back into it, like, into the world of what else, what is going on around the world, um, outside of my trauma, and so, like, I've been pretty aware, but, you know, I still wasn't able to, like, really look into stuff, and so, now, I am open myself up to the world more so like I'm learning more about pop pop culture or like all these MLMs or like what's going on on like TikTok and like all this stuff that like I didn't even know was happening maybe it's just surface level but you know I find the more I'm learning about the world about like social dynamics and groups and uh, the way people talk and you know, I've been watching TED Talks, and I've been watching, uh, like, video essays, commentary videos, and learning about all this kind of stuff, and it just, like, opened my eyes to, like, a whole other, like, reality, because, you know, it, I was honestly selfish in a sense, because I, I was very, very consumed by what I'd gone through, all the trauma I'd gone through, and because I wasn't, able to like grasp everything that had gone on and because it had been going on for so long that yes I had started working on myself in May 2018 however the full-on like real hard work didn't truly start I'd say till about 2020 when I had my own apartment and that's another thing I'll get into later on um but I was selfish <laughs> I was very very selfish um, in the sense of, I just, I was still able to, like, 
I wasn't selfish in the sense of like, I was like, like, you know, like me, 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 me kind of thing, uh, outwards towards people. Like I could still like, I was still very involved with people. I was honestly giving myself way too much to the wrong people. Like, cause I, I was trying to make family. <laughs> and, uh, so for me, um, you know, it was just kind of like selfish of what I was bringing my attention to. You know what I mean? Like, I I was really struggling with the balance. Um, I was mainly mainly working, looking at and working on and trying to help people with their own life, and then I would have very small time looking at mine, and then it switched back to then I was just like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck all the toxic people. I'm taking my time back. What do I want to do with my life? What do I enjoy doing? Who am I? And then, I once I got that balance down, aka the work, um, personal balance that I was talking about getting, um, you know, after that, now I've been opening myself up to, okay, social. And the thing is with social, because I honestly feel like I've been so out of the loop with how to interact with people, um, stuff like that, like, it's been very um, different for me because I went from being a social butterfly, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I, I was very nervous all the time. I was always very scared, and when I'm scared or when I'm nervous, I talk a lot, and so I would overshare, <laughs> and I would talk about a lot about my life and what I'd gone through, and, you know, it was... It was it was an interesting time for myself. But the problem was, is I was opening up to the wrong people. And that's the thing, is you can actually create more damage and more pain from opening up to the wrong people. And I just, it took some time, you know. Honestly, I used to be so impatient. I never thought I could be patient because, like, I would get, like, that overheated thing every time I was impatient and it would just be insane and so you know for me to be even sitting here now and like I started this episode with being like full-on rage monkey like I was just feeling so intense and out of control just internally like it's just everything was more sensitive I just was more on edge, like, I was more ready to, like, even just walk in the store, I was ready to just, like, anybody touch me, ha ya I don't know, that sounded weird, but, you know what I mean, like, I, I was so just, like, ready to defend myself, like, and, and I don't like that, like, don't get me wrong, I stand up for myself, but I don't like when I know I wouldn't be able to control myself, you know, like, just, let's just say there was, like, Maybe a creeper that's fucking walking down the street or in his vehicle and either he pulls over in his vehicle or he tries to get my attention and he says something really creepy to me. In full-on rage hormonal mode, I would fucking chew him out, call him out, fucking call him just like a fucking disgusting whatever in front of the whole neighborhood (laughs) and just keep walking. Well, there's two things I learned with that. One, yes, it's important to stand up for yourself, 
But two, you really have to make sure and understand that depending on how the situation escalates and how it goes, you need to be able to understand when it's time to just keep walking, when it's time to call the cops, or when it's time to get confrontational. Because, um, you know, like I I learned uh, with the guy with the black ram that the police had to get involved that stopped me for two days and fucking it was just really creepy and shit. You know, I would I would call I would confront him because he was escalating and shit. So I was making it known I'm not gonna fuck around, you know. And uh, you know, it actually did work and getting the police involved really helped. But, you know, I also have to make sure that that guy's not like gonna snap and fucking run me over or fucking you know, God knows what, you know? And so having the ability to be patient is really important in those situations like it's 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 not patience in the sense of like you wait five ten minutes it's you give yourself that extra thinking time like I the more I've done it the faster that I can do it kind of you know what I mean like when I was younger and stuff like I couldn't think it through it would just be like instinct animal brain defense mode whereas now I'm like okay I've had enough different types of creepers and stuff like that, like, what is, what is his behavior like, you know, like, um, like, at the apartment building next door, uh, my ex's building manager, he was really creepy, and he was giving me such intense anxiety that I started writing down and documenting what was happening, you know, and whereas some people, I just won't do that, because, like, it's just, like, maybe it's just a one-time thing or, you know, it hasn't escalated. Like, there's a few people I'll walk down the street, you know, and interact with that are I've had to deal with. But, you know, I used to... <laughs> fuck, I used to leave my house and I was so traumatized by just leaving my house because it's a small town, right? And, uh, fucking... I just... Like, I, I was always ready to fight. You know, I didn't want to. But I couldn't, I couldn't think about anything else because I was just waiting to be, like, kidnapped or harassed or someone to put their hands on me, you know? Because I won't do anything unless you put your hands on me. But if you do put your hands on me, then I pray that someone's around, you know? Because, like, that's my thing is, like, I, uh, I got in my first physical fight. Uh, last fall with ironically a 60 year old man Um, I know saying he's 60 makes him sound different but he's he's a total asshat and he's a total pervert and I never thought he would hit me but um, it was the day after someone passed away uh, that we both knew and I was trying to help him and shit and then he he started getting aggressive with my friend and I got in the middle of it and uh because I didn't think he would hit me, and, uh, he hit me, he smoked me up the side of my head, uh, sorry, just putting on chopsticks, um, he smoked me up the left side of his head, and, uh, he went in for a second hit, I guess he grabbed my hair, I didn't even realize he grabbed my hair, but, uh, the second hit, like, he actually pulled down my, uh, like, shirt, like, he ripped my shirt strap and pulled, like, my sports bra down, so, like, 
like, I just, like, I turned to the right, and I pulled up my, uh, sports bra, so my boob wasn't exposed, and I, just as I was turning back around, like, he went right under me and tried to flip me over his back, and me, luckily being, uh, like, 220, 240, I don't know, around there, um, I was a lot heavier than him, (laughs) um, but looking back, like, you know, I think subconsciously, because he had his knees bent a little bit, right, like, he was about to try to flip me over his back, and so I think I knew subconsciously that if I dropped my weight, uh, without his knees being a little bit, like, flexible, like, you know, like, when you're holding it, and then you're about to, like, push up, and, like, you loosen your knee to go up, I think I waited for that moment to drop my weight down to my knees, and I brought him to the ground that way, um, you know, and for me, like, it happened so fast, thank God someone was there, because he still had, like, his arm underneath the back of my knees, and so I couldn't get up and shit, but I had him on the ground, and, um, some guy pulled him off, and, uh, I just, I didn't even look at him, I turned up, turned my back to him and I just sat down and cops showed up and everything and but yeah like honestly I learned a few things from that fight one is even if you don't think someone's gonna hit you because it's completely out of character you never know watch for those warning signs because he something in him snapped when he walked away he walked away like he was actually gonna leave and then he gets over to like his bike is and then I don't know, he just, like, stands there for a moment, and then all of a sudden, he just starts walking back, except for, like, the way he's walking is different, the way he's holding himself is different, the way he's looking at me is different, like, something in him snapped, and, uh, but, like, I guess subconsciously, too, at the same time, like, my friend, he had just gotten hand surgery, too, um, and I didn't realize that, but, um, that's the only fight I've really gotten in. Honestly, like, I've been attacked and shit. You know, when I was in my relationship with my ex, the one from Surviving Chad, um, you know, like, he would pin me down and shit. Like, he he would fucking take his knees and fucking, you know, sit on my, like, uh, fucking, you know, like, uh, the muscles, like, right below the shoulder. I'm not sure what those are called, the biceps or whatever, and he fucking, you know, pin me down on a couch or on the floor or on the bed and fucking just get in my face and, you know, like, I, I only could literally fight with, like, my arms up from my elbows, right, and my legs, and, um, so there was a lot of times that I learned, you know, how to fight, <laughs> I didn't want to, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, when you're dealing with someone violent, you need to learn how to fight back fast, but, um, you know, like, fuck, man, just even thinking about what I went through there, but the thing is, like, it's kind of like a superpower for me now, because I don't want to fight, I don't want to fight, and the thing that's been helping me a lot lately is when I leave the house, I'm like, And every time I get anxious now, I just fucking tell myself, like, I can fight, but I don't want to fight. You know what I mean? Because, like, before, like, I was just so terrified of something happening and, 
trusting myself because I had never like fought anyone like you know like I didn't like until that thing with the guy last fall you know I I hadn't had any like practical experience to remind myself of what I went through with Chad and the things that I had to learn and that part of myself so now whenever I get in a fight that's my thing I can handle verbal fights all day long you know that shit hurts but like I can deal with it but my I mean unless if it's like repeated like months and months then that's just really shitty and you should just stop doing that but (laughs) um fucking physical fights I am very sensitive to touch like I have fibromyalgia I have certain spots on my body that if you press them too hard like I will I will cry and so my thing is I've been in relationships where like my ex you know the one with the building manager like he would accidentally like slightly burn me with his cigarette um I didn't like that, and even though sometimes it was, like, accidental, it wasn't an all-the-time thing, but it's just the best example, um, is fucking, I get instantly very, very angry. If you physically hurt me, I get angry, just like that, you know, and, uh, so, like, my thing is, like, that's why I don't fight, and that's why, I mean, fuck, if a kid's in trouble, like, I will haul ass and, you know, I won't mind going to jail, you know, like, I don't want to go to jail. I really, I really don't think that I'd fit well there. I think, I just, you know, and so, like, I don't like lying. I hate stealing. Um, you know, just, like, when you have so much shit happen to you, and you really feel it, and you feel how shitty it is, you don't really want to do that to other people, and also, on top of that, like, I just don't want to be in jail. I just, I... You know, I worked through my high guilt complex. I don't feel guilty for everything anymore. But I just, it's not what I want to do with my life. And I really think that I'm meant to be out here and helping people this way. But, like, you know, I just, like, it's so difficult, you know, that, like, like, in Canada, like, you're not allowed to defend yourself, like, you'll go to jail for defending yourself, and I just, like, I found it really shitty, because, like, that, that was something for me that I really struggled with, was, um, you know, like, and I guess that situation last fall also helped me, because I realized, you know, even though I physically fought back, because he hit me first, you know, like, and I wasn't even trying to, like, provoke it or anything. I literally just was standing in front of him so he couldn't get to my friend. And, um, you know, like, I thought I was, like, I thought I would have gone to jail for something like that. And, you know, walking down the street or just going out in the community and being so terrified of being kidnapped or raped or God knows what. And... Then, also, knowing you never want to go to jail and you want to, you know, abide by 
the laws, whatever. And and then and then you're you're conflicted because you're so terrified of something happening, but then you're also terrified that if you were to try to protect yourself, the thing that you don't want to do because it terrifies you. Like I would rather do anything I can not to go to jail because it's terrifying. It it would be a terrifying experience for me, you know. And so I I had such this huge confliction within myself of. You know, like, it was literally only, like, like, in 2020 that I finally, like, had that little talk with myself of, okay, if someone is physically attacking you, it is okay to fight back. Like, it's so fucked up that I had to tell myself that, and I had to, like, do it multiple times. Like, it took time to actually feel comfortable enough defending myself. And that I wasn't going to get in trouble, or I wasn't going to go to jail, or that it was the wrong thing to do. That if someone is physically attacking me, I am allowed to defend myself. I am worthy of defending myself. And so it's just like these experiences and stuff. And, you know, it really makes me feel a lot safer now. You know, like I feel safer knowing that, okay, you know, I'm not going to go out there and punch people. Because that's not the path I want. I don't want to go to jail. However, if there's a situation that goes down and someone starts attacking me, I know that I have every right to defend myself. You know, and if I, you know, and if I did end up in jail, like, that'd be so fucking shitty. You know, and I would, like, use that opportunity to you know, get some laws changed and shit, but I don't really think that's my path, honestly. (laughs) I just, I know I'd get eaten alive in jail. I'm just definitely not the right kind of person to go into a jail. Um, Honestly, it's just (laughs) a little too naive and, yeah, shit like that. But, like, don't get me wrong, like, I I fucking can be a strong-ass motherfucker and all this shit, and I can hold my own, and, you know, I can hold my own in a fight, like, and the cool thing for me, too, is looking back at that fight, is I didn't throw a punch back, I just dropped him to the ground and restrained him until someone else got him, you know what I mean? So, like, for me, like, that's another big thing, is, um, you know, like, I would understand if, like, I start flying at him, and I start punching him in the face, you know, and punching him in the stomach, but the thing is, I just, there, I, there's, I will tell you a little secret. If, for me, punching feels so pathetic, like, to actually, like, make the punching motion, it just, it feels so pathetic to me, honestly, like, but that's just me, like, I just physically can't do it, like, there's just something about it, um, <laughs> that punching just ain't my thing, um, but for me, I just, like, and then and then going back to that fight, too, is as soon as I heard um, the, the person that was coming up to grab him, and then my friend, Jamin, my friend, um, basically, as soon as I heard his voice, like, I went from in the middle of this fight to, okay, I'm safe, and emotion emotionally. I went from that place of, like, defense mode to instantly, I was like, I just, I, like, just 
get me out of here. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I went from, like, okay, I need to defend myself. Okay, he's down. To my friend hearing his voice instantly relaxing. To then, like, crying and then telling this this other guy, like, can you help me? Like, he, he's got, his, like, his arm behind my legs. Like, I can't get up. Because, like, I just wanted to get up. As soon as I knew that I was safe and that there was someone there I knew, like, because that's the thing is, like, you get lost in that moment. It just happens so fast. And, you know, like, that can go back to another time with Chad, you know, when he chased me in his car after a night of just really horrible shit going on in that boat. And I made a break for it, and, you know, and uh, he got out of his car, and, like, after chasing me a few blocks, and uh, it was up in my face. Thank God a woman called 911, and there was a gas leak, so they were close, but um, I finally somehow made it past him. There was, like, this guy that was leaving the house, and I just kind of darted around him, Um, and uh, so I just... I was so panicked, I just kept walking, and I walked, like, maybe about half a block, and as I got to the light, and I was, like, pressing the button, and I was just so in my own little world, just panicked, I didn't have my phone, he had taken my phone, and I just was like, I just gotta get out of here, and then all of a sudden, um, I hear this police officer, like, say, are you la la la, and instantly, after I heard his voice, instantly, I went from trying to run away, super scared, super panicky, to instantly just all my emotion dropped, and I was really emotional, and I knew subconsciously I was safe, and I just fell apart. And it turned out I actually had a, had an interaction with that police officer um, back when I was 19, when uh, the place I was living at decided to get a roommate for me through the same organization and she was crazy and they weren't home and I had to like follow her barefoot when I wasn't feeling well because she said she was going to kill herself and then yeah it's just so that day I had actually met that police officer so to me he was a safe person and to me that's just like I guess another thing I want to speak on is like like sometimes you don't really fully understand that like sometimes people's voices can make you feel safe like for me like it's like you know being an animal locked in in a cage and you know my only way out like that's that's what something like that is to me is you know I'm still there like I I can that's the thing is like as long as it's verbal fucking I I can be I can play cat and mouse like, I, I can be a cat quite well, because as soon as you start trying to verbally fuck with me, you just become a mouse. You know, even when I got uh, punched in the head early 2021, fucking, by this bitch, like, fucking even after that, like, I mean, we were in the stairwell, so I wasn't gonna do anything, but, like, fucking, I was so angry, but I was able to remain calm. And she just was fucking walking in front of me, trying to, like, you know, like, bounce around like a boxer and shit. And I just looked at her, and she looked like a little fucking deer. And I just felt so fucking powerful just watching her. I didn't even need to say anything. And fucking, and then we get back to, like, like, the people, my 
kind of like they were like my family for a bit. Um, back to their apartment. And as soon as I go straight into their bedroom, like in their apartment, straight into their bedroom, I close the door and I tell them what happened. And I go from this powerful place of this just like, I don't know, to instantly breaking down and crying. So for me, like, I realized that I can, I have that aspect in myself to defend myself. You know, I, I do have the ability, even in those high tense situations, to still think rationally, you know, like, with the one last fall, I was able to, you know, subconsciously remember my friend had just had hand surgery, um, I was able to subconsciously understand that if I dropped my weight too soon, that I could have broken maybe his legs. And so it was subconscious, and I did it at the perfect time, I guess, right when he was bending. So when I dropped it, his legs were already in a fluid motion, so it wasn't going to damage him. You know, I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking about that. Like, it was just so instinctual. Or just, like, you know, you know, so, like, for me that's created so much safety in myself because of, you know, my ability to, like, not only handle myself and keep myself safe, but the ability to work from a subconscious place of understanding, like, like, uh, when I got that concussion with that girl in the stairwell, subconsciously, You know, even though she punched me in the head, like, she got up like a fucking boxer and jumped into it and smoked me in the side of my head. Gave me a really, really bad concussion. And, uh, I was still able to, like, take that and subconsciously understand where we were. We were on the fucking stairs, you know? And, you know what I mean? I Subconsciously, I knew if we got into a fight, one of us would end up going down the stairs, right? And, um, so I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, and then the self-control I had to not get physical with her, you know? And just, like, all this stuff, like, it's so instinctual for me. And it came from a time in my life where, you know, I was literally helpless. And, you know, I didn't have anybody or, you know, I was in a relationship and it was just so mentally abusing that I just, I couldn't get out of it, you know. I, uh, my trauma, like, it's not an excuse for how long I stayed or what I put up with or what I went through. But coming to this point in my life, I do understand that it's not just what I went through. But it's also the things that no one taught me, you know. I didn't have a parental figure to help me in a healthy way, teach me about the world. I didn't have people to help me understand what a bad person was. And also, due to not having any stable relationships within a family... The people that did try to help me understand that I couldn't trust them or because they were a counselor or uh, an outreach worker or someone, you know, I just, 
I couldn't do it. I couldn't trust someone to learn. And on top of that, I was outside of everything else that I had gone through. I was constantly still going through more stuff. And so my ability to even begin to process and understand what I'd gone through, let alone know and understand how to remove that from a current situation, um, it's just, it was difficult, you know, it was very difficult, and it took me a long time, and I'm glad I fought and worked for getting my own place, where it's just me, because (coughs) it really opened my mind up to how important it is when you have that, like, safe zone that's your own, that, like, It's not just a room where you can sleep. Like, it's a place where you can make food, where you can shower. Um, I mean, preferably where you can do laundry. I mean, I have to go down the hall for it, so it's kind of (laughs) shitty. But it's just so important, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I've lived in places where I was a roommate. I mean, fuck, I I didn't even really have a room (laughs) in the one with my birth mother. And the one when I first moved here, that was shitty, you know, I, because the thing was, I had all this shit to deal with outside of where I was living, and then, you know, there's not enough personal space, um, within the house or wherever it was, and, you know, especially each place had their own special sort of set of circumstances, that made it really hard to live there and tolerate and just caused more shit to deal with. And for a long time, I've had to adapt to the new situation. Um, and then it was just like, because I didn't have a healing space to work through that shit, you know? Like, it was just like, I couldn't even process it, so it was, you know, dealing with stuff from my childhood, and fucking, you know, I couldn't even begin to look at that, you know, and so, honestly, since moving into my own place and my own apartment, you know, I've done so much work on myself, so much healing has gotten done, and, you know, another thing was, is, like, even looking back when I was in, like, home share after I turned 19 um and aged out of the foster care system was in the homes where they were good people they treated me with respect they let me have my privacy they were patient with me those places I blossomed I would grow and I would do so much and I was so proud of myself but then There were also other houses that I lived in that were controlling, that were rude, that were aggressive, that invaded my space, fed food to my kitten. That one still makes me angry to this day, even though I don't have Bella anymore. Still pisses me off. Those places diminished that growth. All of a sudden... I wasn't just trying to figure out how to survive world outside of where I lived, but then there was a whole new combat zone, and especially when you have people invading your privacy like that, and then also crossing boundaries and 
then it's not just you. They're actually affecting the well-being of basically your child. Bella was my child. And then that's a whole new can of worms. Because you're you're trapped. You're, you're living there. You can't go home. You know, you live there. And then every time you leave the house, you're worried about them just going. They don't. That's the thing. They don't have to worry about a neighbor watching them go in there. Because if they live within the house, they can just go in there. And they don't really have to worry. You know. And so it just caused a lot of distrust and shit like that. And honestly, like, since having my own apartment, you know, I, I wasn't always the smartest. And, you know, I had a few inconsiderate people that I brought into my home that I just learned not to ever do that again. Um, but, like, the more I've lived here and the more I've learned to remove toxic people from my life, remove toxic family members from my life, and remove all of these judgments and these thoughts of things that they told me. Like, I, I used to have... <laughs> I'd call them, like, you know, the, like, literally having arguments in my head with the phantoms of the past, you know, like, I'd, I would, like, it would be so subconscious, though, like, it wasn't, like, in my conscious mind, but it was the way that I would beat myself up is I would be constantly reliving the arguments and the trauma that I had with people, especially the people who adopted me and just constantly but any any time I wanted to try something new I'd have all of a sudden all that anger and frustration come up of uh, dealing with them and all of a sudden just subconsciously I'd be playing out the arguments with them trying to prove my point of why I'm allowed to fucking try something new and it's just so shitty (laughs) honestly um it's very shitty to think that I was suffering through that for so long. Like, and that's the thing. It's not just something that happens when I'm awake. It happens when I'm sleeping. It happens when I'm using the bathroom. It happens when I'm having sex. It fucking any time, you know? Because it wasn't just one thing either, right? Like, I would get it if, like, there was one, one moment in my life. But... Like, that was the thing with even, like, doing house chores and stuff, is it took me a while to really understand why I had such problems doing chores, but then I realized how much, like, I get triggered, (laughs) um, and then I get triggered back into those phantom arguments, and I'm, I'm trapped, I mean, basically you could call them flashbacks. But to me, I call them phantom arguments because I'm still able to still function. But there's still that whole other side of my mind that's thinking and processing and all that stuff. And that's really what I've been working on, letting it go. <laughs> you know, I really like this. I haven't, uh, I haven't just sat down and talked to you guys in such a long time. It's just, you know, like, I remember, I remember, you know, the times in my life 
like even just recently just of where I feel like oh fuck you know I, I can't record an episode today or there's just nothing to talk about or I don't know what to talk about or sometimes it's really short and that's because like like all the things that I've brought up in this episode so far are things that I'm starting to get a more clear understanding within my subconscious and my mind about where I stand on these things and how I feel and just like where I'm at in my growth and it's just like I can't speak about it until I'm ready if that makes sense because like for me I don't I just I guess before when I was triggered like all the time like I would get so excited over so many different things and I talk about them all the time and but the thing was like the problem with being triggered and dysregulated is like sometimes that like anxiety can look like an excitement so I think I'm excited about something or I'm overstimulating the shit out of myself and cramming so much into my head that I'm not able to actually really think about it and how I feel and so I was just constantly like craving knowledge and just like just like just it was amazing but very annoying (laughs) because what would happen is I crash a little bit sometimes um and uh it kind of it was kind of difficult for me because I didn't understand anxiety, like especially because like going through what I did uh, with the people who adopted me and the trauma they put me through and all that shit like that, like um, you know, like I uh, like I got diagnosed with all this shit, and so my thing was like. Like, I, I knew, I knew I was sad. And, like, I knew that I had gone through some shit. But, like, when I really looked back at things, I really understood the correlation between events, traumatic events happening, and where my mood was. And so the more I was being traumatized, the more I was being controlled, the more I was having my privacy of my body, you know my mind and my heart being, like, just shred apart, like, constantly, like, waking up and going to bed in the same environment, you know, of course it made me dysregulated, of course it made it hard for me to function, of course it made me hard to think or process my emotions, and especially in that house that I got adopted in, it seemed like I wasn't allowed to feel anything, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I had a lot of anger towards them in the beginning, because of the abuse that was going on and so it was a very healthy natural reaction to what was going on and there was literally no one that would help me (laughs) no one like you know I had already been proven early on that the social worker wouldn't do anything and then you know so because I couldn't get help from the outside I started to try to help from the inside and then over time I realized I couldn't do anything and then I became very very depressed because I was constantly witnessing myself and my sister be abused 
and there was nothing I could do about it, and no one in the world seemed to give a shit, you know, none of the people that were my family when my mom was alive seemed to give a shit, like, it was like, we never existed, and I mean, I get it, like, I I get it, you know, you knew her for, what, she was 50 when she passed away, and I was nine, you know, I was a part of their lives before she passed less than 10 years, now, turning 25, 10 years is a short time, I understand why, you know, they didn't form a bond with me, or maybe they didn't feel like it was their duty to check in on us or anything like that, but, you know, becoming severely depressed, you know, and that was just the shit that I was going on at my house, but then, like, outside the house, which was basically only school and shit, I had gone from living in a small town, and we were about to go to middle school, and then being moved four hours away, and then meeting all these girls that tell me I have to shave my legs, and just super sexualized me so fast, but then the thing is, at that house that I moved to, I got threatened that they would get shot in the ass with buck salt, just like, I wasn't allowed to date till I was 21, (laughs) just all this fucked up shit, I wasn't allowed to talk about boys, just like, so much like, and of course being the oldest too, right, like, you you get all the shit first, and it's just, it's insane to me that some people are allowed to have children, but now I see that they bought them, so, it's just shitty, you know, but it's, it's really empowering, it's very, very empowering, because I used to blame myself for everything that happened to me and my sister, especially after our mom died, um, you know, every time we were yelled at, every time we were ignored, used, even our state of our own relationship as sisters, or, you know, I just felt so fucking guilty. I I blamed myself for everything that went on. And, you know, and then it just got, you know, it was already tough after she died. Um, you know, I was nine, got adopted when I was 10 turning 11. That was like when it was finalized. And uh, then it changed. You know, then it was a split, you know, they did a pretty good job at it, and it's difficult, it's very, very difficult, because many times I, uh, I wish I could go back and change it, and, you know, maybe I've just left, you know, gone next door. Like, she probably would have survived and shit, but I was too scared of the dark, you know? I was terrified. I opened up the front door, and it was just pitch black. And, I mean, now being older and thinking back to, like, you know, the fact that, like, 
my mom and my grandma were kidnapped me and I have a very vivid memory of it being dark out and through the screen door my grandma, birth grandma, who has a Looney Tune voice, fucking trying to get me to come out when I'm like very like I think I was like two, three feet high. You know? That's really creepy. That's really scary. I would understand why I'm scared of the dark and you know, and then to be told like not to open the door ever and then the one time that you should have opened the door even though you weren't allowed and it was pitch black out you should have you know like it, it's just difficult it's just frustrating um because like I just I don't know I mean I look at the state of the world as it is in now and I just like I can't I can't picture that reality. I can't picture a reality other than what I've had, you know. And it's difficult. It, it really, truly is. And but the thing is, ever since I realized how much guilt I placed over myself for that, that was when I realized that I didn't need to be. You know, I was nine. It's my sister's birthday. I clearly had trauma that made me terrified to leave the house or, you know, open the door when it's dark out. And, you know, like I, I did the best I could and, like, I've, I've finally gotten to a point where I don't feel guilt anymore, but it's still, it's still difficult, you know, it's still, it's still a sore spot, is, is probably the best way to put it, um, I, uh, one of the coping skills that I had was I created a relationship with her after she left, you know, I couldn't remember the way she talked, or way she sounded and so I made her a really big part of my life and you know I remember the way she used to make me feel somewhat and it's just it's difficult you know but I'm in a place in my life where um once this court case is over I'm changing my name and I'm just gonna start over, you know, no more ties to the past, I have my grandma, um, on my birth dad's side, she's super amazing, I love her so much, and, you know, she's gonna be, you know, the family that I have, and I think it's beautiful, and I'm excited, and even if it's not perfect, it's okay, you know, and, I'm just, I'm ready, like, I don't hold much resentment to myself, you know, I, I really am patient with myself, um, and, like, even today, with the rage hormones, like, <laughs> it was just insane for me, but, you know, Honestly, like, I'm going to be honest, like, I went to the liquor store, and I got these, uh, six-pack of the Tempo Gin Smash, like, uh, 
Um, this one's strawberry lemon. And I have had a little bit of time to experience alcohol and what I like, what makes me feel better. And this drink in particular just really relaxes me and makes me happy. And, you know, part of me was, like, really upset because I was like, what are you doing? Like, it's only 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, But I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not in a position where I can go around my kitchen and make a bunch of food and keep, like, messing it up, dropping it on the floor or something, and just, like, full-on rage mode. What I need to do is I need to get myself calm. What do I need to do to get calm? I thought about weed, and I was like, eh, weed hasn't really been calming me down like that. Like, weed kind of enhances it. Like, yesterday was the first day of my period, and, uh, yeah, I had some really bad cramps yesterday, and with the cramping and the low iron, weed just kind of took it to a whole new level that was uncomfortable, and, um, yeah, but now I'm more relaxed, I mean, I'm sure you could probably tell just by, from the beginning of this, uh, recording to now, how much more calm I am, I mean, I'm curious to know if you can hear my voice change as I get more emotional and stuff, it's always, it's always been so fascinating to me, I, uh, I was really getting into, uh, the body panel experts on YouTube, I think that's what they're called, and, like, they, like, read body behavior, and they analyze it, and they talk about it, and, um, it really helped me realize how much I personally get caught up in the emotions of how people sound, um, when they're talking, as opposed to the more physical body language they're giving me, and it's just, it was really crazy, because, like, they would, like, talk about different people, like, killers and stuff like that, and, uh, I remember the first one I watched was that Emily something. She's like uh, the Thanos or something, like the one blood droplet test or something. And um, they're analyzing her and her body language and like pointing out like the different things she does, like her blink rate or just stuff like that. And, you know, the interaction between her and the interviewer. And like to me, that was so fascinating because I... Like, it makes so much sense, especially, too, with, like, you know, my own interactions and my own uh, gauging of people, and even myself, because I actually have a very, very, very expressive face. I always was so worried that I wasn't expressing my face enough, um, because I just, I used to be upset all the time, and I'd go a really long time with without laughing, or... I thought if I didn't smile enough, I wouldn't be happy, or, you know, people would think that I was an angry person, and so I used to get so self-conscious about smiling, but I can promise you, and I can tell you that I don't remember what year it was, but within the last few years, I had my first smile that went all the way up to my eyes, and I've had it a few times since, and I'm very proud of myself, it feels really nice to truly smile. Um, but yeah, it's just, like, it's little things like that that, like, I, I've learned about just by being interested and curious and clicking on a video and 
learning and then watching a few more videos and gaining a better understanding and then not only observing that in other people but also myself and it's just like having that knowledge gives me comfort because I I do realize that like just by only analyzing the way someone talks and you know that's where I've gotten into a lot of trouble with people is I didn't fully understand their intentions due to I was only listening to their voice and stuff like that and um so for me like it it made me less afraid you know it made me feel more comfortable in the fact that you know maybe I don't need to be as panicked and I can trust myself a little bit more because I have more tools and it's true honestly it is very true and it is so important to like really open yourself up to and learn you know only if you want to of course um but for me it's just changed so much in my life because now these things that I wasn't taught as a child I'm able to learn um from the internet but the thing is you also have to be careful with that and who you're listening to and stuff like that <laughs> so I'm just thinking what I'm gonna have to eat because I am hungry uh, yeah. um I was really craving wrap last night, and then I uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to fill it with, and then I opened up the freezer, and there were these chicken strips, and I forgot that I made a wrap like that once, but like, even like my house, so like, I, uh, I'm, like, I opened up, like, my bedroom a bit more, like, I changed it up, and it's more open in my living room just more open space and it's just really nice and like it's just little things like that you know taking care of yourself in little ways over time and you know that was another thing is learning to be patient with myself when I couldn't you know fulfill this crazy ass prophecy of you know busting my butt off to you know obtain something or you know like like it was really difficult for me to you know, uh, work on doing chores if I was getting so triggered that, like, I would just, like, have, like, a mini meltdown, you know, to the point where I wouldn't even allow my Hattery triggers to help me clean because I was just so worried about, like, me getting upset with them, you know, but, like, I did the work and I worked through that and now, like, I'm able to accept help and not only that, but then accepting help just makes it so much easier <laughs> and then all of a sudden instead of feeling like this gigantic mountain you have to climb like like you can just go more patiently and you know you can trust yourself enough to get it done it's just you know like I have something that I want to do but now I have to wait for my period to be over you know and like it's just shit like that like you know I just, it's these little things, these little compromises with yourself, you know, these checking in, it's like your own personal assistant within yourself, and, you know, you're making sure that you're on the same page of, okay, like, like, especially because, like, I have a lot of memory problems, uh, 
It's not that I completely lose my memory, which I probably have. Like, the majority of my life is missing. Unless if I, like, pull it up, kind of. Like, it takes me a while to, like, bring things up or... Like, even to, like, remember yesterday. Like, I kind of remember yesterday. Like, I remember... Like, on average, I probably, per day, I probably remember, like, five hours maximum. Like, everything else, I just don't really remember. Um, and, so that's kind of shitty. <laughs> um, so, like, for me, like, it's been really understanding that and working with that. And allowing myself to be patient enough to be like, okay, well, that's how it works. So now I find... If there's something that I really want to remember, um, I have a calendar now, which really helps. But also, like, I'll be like, okay, I need to remember this. And as long as I consciously remind myself I need to think about it, it's pretty easy. But honestly, I still have troubles with that one, too. <laughs> um, I get distracted quite easily, too. So, um, And I'm not always looking at my time at the time, so... I mean, hold on one second. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Please set timer for 30 minutes. Sure, 30 minutes. Starting now. Thank you. Okay, um, so yeah. Like, that wasn't really a distraction. But I just kind of remember what I was talking about. So, I just kind of had this little epiphany. I mean... It, it just made me an observation or something in front of my face, but, um, you know, like if I, like I just said, like I, I don't really check the time that much, right? So if I'm not checking the time, then it's harder for my brain to like break down everything in minutes. Like, I don't know, I find the more, strangely, the more emotionally charged the situation, the more I remember it. Um... Unless if it goes to the back of my subconscious mind, and then it just, like, creeps its way back in. that That's not fun. That's really not fun. Those are, those are frustrating, because those usually happen with, like, traumatic events for me. Um, or, like, things that I can't believe happened, but they did happen, but it's just, like, so shocking that, like, my brain has to, like, give me a break, and then I'll, I'll just, like, kind of forget about it, or it'll be at the back of my mind, but I won't realize it, and life will go on, and then all of a sudden, like, these things start happening, or I'm reacting to certain things, and then it's, like, as I'm processing the thing subconsciously, it's affecting me consciously without realizing it in my actions, and then, as time goes on, as my subconscious processes it, as I go through experiences that help me kind of understand that thing, then when my subconscious is kind of come to an understanding, it'll bring it back up again. So, like, when I started learning about the adoptee thing, I saw it one day, and I was like, this is pretty cool. And then I just kind of thought about it, it really opened my eyes, and then I forgot about it for a bit, and then it came back again, 
and I forgot about it again. But the thing was, is I didn't realize underneath all that, that first time I read that had really been like, oh my god, I'm not alone. <laughs> you know, there's other people that are not afraid to speak up too, like, because that was my thing, is I was so terrified to speak up. Like, I still spoke up, but I'm still terrified of it, um, you know. And so then, all of a sudden, I found a part of the world that speaks up about that, of what they've gone through. And I was excited, but it shocked the shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I must have known there were other people that had gone through it, but until I have, like a lifeline to a group of people like that, you know, I don't know, it, it, it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but this is just what's coming out, so, then, you know, my brain, my conscious mind is so, like, stunned that my subconscious mind then is looking at what I've gone through, the way I felt about talking about it, and all that stuff, and all the fear, and what I went through, and how it was really not okay, and it wasn't my fault, and, and then just kind of, like, it, it came right after the whole, like, before that, the one before that was about, um, realizing, well, no, that one's been going on for a long time, um, see, that's the thing, too, sometimes it's years, right, of, like, for me, I didn't have to be born, and the fact that I was, like, brought in, by two people, and then they dumped me off in the world to be handed off to strangers, and there's a small amount of people that changed my life and were beautiful, but the majority of them were evil and cruel, <laughs> you know, and it just, it took me so long from, I don't even remember the initial point that I learned that, I don't remember it, but it's been, it's been quite a while, but, like, I can remember the different times it's come up, and the different ways it's come up, the different ways it's been said, the different ways it's been put, the different ways I've read it, heard it, um, felt it, and then, as time went on, and I understood more and more, my subconscious was really kind of taking the information, and understanding it, and coming to a conclusion, and then as that happened, it started to come back into my life more. And the more I started to think about it, and the more I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking true. And all of a sudden, I started to feel more confident within myself. And then, you know, especially that's been tying up into now this adoptee thing and realize that I was literally bought. <laughs> Someone paid money for me and then treated me like trash and then threw me out returned me the year before I aged out <laughs> and and it is kind of ironic you know like I was bought sold and returned as a human being except for the thing is that last transaction I lost my sister you know they only wanted one instead of two and for years, that's made me so angry, but I thought it was my fault. I beat myself up for it, and I felt so guilty, like I was a horrible human being, because I didn't comply, and I didn't just sit there and let them fucking treat us like shit, and just, I couldn't, I couldn't, and I, so I was defective to them, and so they returned me, 
I guess I wasn't worth their money or whatever else. And I just don't care anymore. Like, I care in the sense of it was really shitty. And, but the thing is, like, it's not just me. There's plenty of other people that have been bought and sold under the term adopted. And it's disgusting. And the more I learn about these other people's stories and I hear them speaking up about how wrong it is and the fact that children are little being bought and and then and then it's an even bigger thing because like so many people are buying babies but the thing is there's not enough babies being born in foster care to be adopted out so then there's alternative options and it's just so fucked it's just absolutely fucked and it's insane and in that sense I take that guilt and I turn it into power to speak about my experience because the more you talk about it the more people that may be able to find you who may have gone through the same thing and you know it's just it's so empowering especially for feeling so alone for the majority of my life and feeling like no one understood me hell I didn't even understand myself I thought I was like an enigma to myself like it was I was so confused because I was told I had to be one thing or another but I couldn't have bits and pieces to my personality like I couldn't like more than one art thing you know I had like 20 different art talents and you know just these things that I love and these things I love to do but apparently it wasn't okay (laughs) you know apparently I I had to stick with one thing and you know and then on top of that like there's just so much to that and all that story of my life and this is why I'm glad I have my podcast you know this is why I love to sit down and talk like it's an hour and 49 minutes of me talking and me just sitting here after my brains come to terms and understood a lot of these things and so now I feel confident enough to speak about it because not only am I thinking about it not only has it become a part of my life but it's a part of my personality now and it's changed in me it's made me feel stronger it's made me release the guilt that's not mine and don't get me wrong, there's going to be moments in the future that, you know, sometimes it comes back or there'll be something that reminds me of it. But now, instead of just soothing myself, I can also reinforce myself and remind myself of the past and, you know, that honestly, that I was a fucking kid, you know, at 10 turning 11, whether my say yes or no meant we can get adopted I mean I always viewed it like you know like I had this idea in my head that I wanted us to get adopted and I think I did I think I truly did I think I truly was excited they had a dog you know they were going to take me swimming and you know we never had a mom and dad really and I was excited but like you know, even that, like, I don't need to feel guilty for being excited for being adopted. I was 10 turning 11, and it wasn't until the adoption paperwork 
was finalized. I assume it was like me living there with my sister four hours away. You know, that's when shit turns south. You know, and being an adult now and going through my own abusive relationships and hearing about people that have gotten married and it's not until they're married or they're pregnant that shit starts to happen. You know, because you're locked in. You know, it's a lot harder to leave. And, you know, I look at being a little kid and I can understand that same type of thing, you know, of what went on. And it's just sad and it's pathetic that people like that exist. It truly is. And I'm sorry if you have a soft spot for people like that. I mean, you you didn't personally know them. I'm only speaking from my own experiences. And, you know, it's not a blanket statement for everyone who's ever done that. I, I, have, I have my own issues with people like that. And I have my own experiences. And I do not think it's okay to physically harm another human being. Emotionally, mentally, physically. It's just not cool, man. Like, if it's a if you're both grown adults and you both understand the implications and the consequences of something, and if you both mutually agree, I think it should be okay. You know what I mean? I feel like as long as you're in the right position to make a sound decision and you're not being forced into it anyway, you should have the right to do whatever the fuck you want. If you and your buddies want to have a fucking all-out like fight match. And all of you consensually agree to it, go right ahead. But what I don't agree with is people who take advantage of their power and hurt others. You know, like, it should be just the same thing as rape, you know? It, it, but, I mean, see, that's a fucked up thing. Both of those things aren't even... <sighs> Sorry, it's just, it's, it's frustrating, the world's frustrating, um, but I think I should end this here, because I'm about to fall down a rabbit hole, and I think I've fallen down quite a few already with you guys, um, I love you guys so much, I'm really appreciative of, you know, all of you that take the time to listen, um, I really do hope that I can, um, do more longer episodes like this it's been a while and it's really nice um I still haven't figured out what kind of episode I'm gonna do for my birthday because like my birthday is the day I upload so I'm thinking uh I was doing part like one and two and three but it was kind of like kind of difficult for me because like I was starting it ahead of time it was throwing me really up mentally for my whole scheduling on Wednesdays and Saturdays so, I think I'll be recording it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or just on one of those days. Um, and I'm still not, I think, I think, I think it'll be like a, what I learned from my 24th year, kind of. It's kind of what I like to do mentally, but we'll see, honestly. I'm just right now hoping to make it past this full moon and these rage hormones, so, I know I'll be fine, but it's just, 
it's a lot, so, but I love you guys so much, I have to use the bathroom anyways, so, thank you, I will talk to you next time, again, this is Saturdays, April 5th, April 16th, but I'm recording it Friday, April 15th, I love you guys, bye. Hey guys, welcome to part two of Friday, April 16th episode, I actually wasn't planning on doing a part two, um, but I just got back from the wharf, and I had a really amazing time tonight, and I ran into this really cool lady, and we were talking about everything, and, um, I, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, I brought up, like, you know, lady conversation of um periods and you know kind of what I was referencing in the first part of this episode and I had an epiphany while talking to her and it was really cool and I'm so glad I got to thank her and I'm so glad I got to experience it so I was terrified one of the reasons I was terrified that I couldn't have kids is the only recollection I had of my period was super painful for my teenager like I was in bed for like a week straight, could barely move. And so, you know, as I'm older and I've understood more about periods and, um, different things like that, um, you know, I was trying to think back to pre depo shot and, you know, how it impacts my life and stuff like that, and, um, my hormones, and I was trying to think of, like, what's my baseline period, you know, before my body was tainted with hormones, you know, what was my period like, and it was always super painful, and I was terrified of that, and I realized in my conversation this evening that, so I was talking about, like, for me now, since I've been off of birth control, and now my body just rejects it, um, that the months that have more painful cramps and stuff like that is when I have more stress. And as I was talking to her about that, I had the epiphany that in the time when I had my period, I was in a really abusive, traumatic situation. And, you know, if I have pain, really severe cramps, when I just even have a small amount of stress... Um, you know, it varies, you know, depending on how stressed I, stressed out I am, is how bad the cramps are, and really understanding that, and then thinking about my baseline, you know, I was really traumatized, I was trapped, I, you know, all these other things, and, you know, it makes sense why, if there's a correlation between stress and really painful cramps for me, that my baseline what I thought was my baseline when I was a teenager was stress-induced severe cramps because it does make sense of the environment I was in. Um, I just got home just, you know, warming up my fingertips. They've been swelling up a lot lately. Um, I'm hoping that it might just be a cold thing. Um, I haven't had it in a while, so we'll see my thumbs and stuff are pretty, like, big and stuff, like, um, and I'm just starting to, like, be able to move my fingers when they swell up and stuff, it's kind of tough, but, 
um, yeah, I just wanted to hop on here because I had that really beautiful epiphany and it just gave me even more peace of mind when it comes to my reproductive health and my ability to have children. And just on the topic of what I was talking about when I first started this episode, I thought this epiphany was really great. Um, and the cool thing is too, because like I understood and I was picking up different pieces of knowledge over time regarding that and so like sometimes it's just those little things those epiphanies that it's not so much that like it's like you know when I was talking about earlier regarding a first coming across that content kind of epiphany um it's more like the pieces are adding together and that makes sense and that kind of epiphany there's so many different types of epiphanies um I am hoping to one day go back and go through like all my different podcast episodes and um when I have when I grow a little bit more maybe in like five years ten years like I want to go back and just kind of talk about you know my thought processes and you know how I kind of view myself because you know if I had done my podcast like you know four years ago or something like that like at this age I would have loved to be able to you know like be able to like reference those episodes and when I was going through and you know my epiphanies I had and then be able to see it from a more grown perspective so I'm pretty excited that that's something you want to work towards in the future um but you know mature maturity and growth takes time so it is something that will come in the future but yeah I love you guys so much um I'm just, I'm very proud of myself, and I'm very happy, um, to have you all here, and I'm really grateful to that lady, and who knows, maybe we'll become swimming buddies. Okay, guys, I hope you have a great Easter weekend. Um, as I said, it is, um, 9-13 on February, April 15th, and this will be uploaded, um, Saturday, April 16th on the Libra full moon. Okay, bye.